on this episode of AV Week, we are live from the show floor of INSC 2017. We talk about the attendance, which is a record 73,000. We talk about the technology, and we also talk about the people. Stay tuned. We are live from the show floor of ISC 2017. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Kramer Electronics, AV Beyond the Box, and by Control 4. This is AV Week, episode 285, recorded Friday, February 10th, 2017, live from ISC 2017. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. This is AV Week. AV. AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. We are coming to you live from ISE 2017 in the fabulous Scala booth. Uh, we have a young man over here from Scala. We'll thank him in a second. So uh, just like every uh, trade show that we do this at ISE, Infocom, Cedia, and others, we uh, we'll go around the horn and uh, bring a cavalcade of guests. Uh, first and foremost, um, gentlemen that, that we, we partner with a lot, uh, Adrian Cottrell from Daily Do. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm well, very well. For the last day, I'm very well. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Uh, Chris is our host. He's, he's from Scala. Thank you, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, long show, long week, tired, but uh, good week. Yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised you uh, said he was young. He's probably the youngest on the panel, but He probably young? is the youngest on the panel, so, young. you know. Um, and uh, also uh, Bradford Ben from Harmon also happens to be the webmaster for AV Nation. So how are you? Um, just living a dream, hanging out, having fun, seeing all the sights, enjoying getting getting to spend time with uh, Tim, but more importantly, getting to spend time with Michael Drainer. Yes, yes. Uh, we we the, the the gentleman that we brought uh, this year for our show uh, is uh, is my buddy and pal Michael Drainer, who is a uh, IT consultant, AV consultant, DSP uh, programmer extraordinaire. And this week you're a Sherpa. And, and a really good camera guy, come <laughs> to find out. Uh, all right, so Adrian, first, uh, we'll start with you on this, just because you're on the other end of that uh, of the, the panel here. What was one or two things that, you, that you're going to take away from, from this week? Well, it's an interesting question. We've, we've had a great week, and as you know, we've been on the NEC display solution stand mimicking you we've, as you know we blatantly copied your style and yeah. everything so we've had a broadcast I, I get a royalty check you know you'll get a royalty check next week yeah um, so we've mimicked your style we've done our own little broadcast set on the NEC display solution stand, which we did last year but we've improved it now and I think I said to you before that IC is a weird show for us because we focus mainly on digital signage and digital out of home but there's so much other stuff here of course it's the biggest AV trade show in the world and yeah. I think Infocom and Mike Blackman have you know should be congratulated for what they've done uh, with the show uh, and I think all you Americans uh, will agree that it's the best show in the world by by a long, long way. Absolutely. Um, so actually, the, the great thing for me being here this week is I've learned so much. I mean, I don't really know about 
huddle rooms and video conferencing and uh, even Google Hangouts or you know, the YouTube streaming stuff or any of the things that you've taught me about yeah. and all the guests we've had on the show, whether they be future source consultants or people from Google or people yeah. from Sennheiser, uh, people from you know all these companies, um, the, the camera people that I talked to you about yesterday, they're called Huddly. Yeah. You know, I've learned so much from them. So that's obviously a big trend in the industry. Um, I think people talked about it last year, but the huddle thing is the big thing. And again, I know a little more about it now than I did before. Uh, in my world, cheap LED, my favorite topic of cheap Chinese LED, there's just even more of it here this year. 160 uh, Chinese exhibitors here. I don't think that does the industry any good. Um, some good LED manufacturers, uh, mainly American, dare I say, uh, and, and Dutch. Um, Dutch, like Dutch, Belgian. Um, and the chip on board stuff is something which is coming. So that's going to improve everything. That's, that's a good thing. And then in my world, which again, uh, not many you would necessarily understand it fully, but things like system on a chip, WebOS, the open platforms for the screen manufacturers, so the LGs, the Samsungs, and the NECs have all got plans for some form of uh, intelligence in their platform. Mm. And some of the software vendors love it, some of them don't. Most of the, the best ones, like Chris, hate most of it or pretty much all of it <laughs> and I tend to agree with them on some of it but it's sort of becoming a, a thing that a screen manufacturer has so they're the three things that I've walked away with all right Chris from you guys standpoint what are you I guess the first thing for you guys is, is what are you showing so I think uh, what we're showing in the Scala booth is that evolution of digital signage within the retail use case okay. so we're seeing more and more and showing more and more practical uses of digital signage, taking it from a, wow, here's the cool screen, to how does that really impact the consumer? What are the deliverable points within a consumer experience where digital signage has an impact in that environment? Uh, one of the challenges of a show like this, but also the benefits, there's a lot of technology here. There's not a lot of applied thinking of what do you use it for other than to promote that particular technology. So we're trying to really focus on the practical use of that okay. and how do you convert that medium into something that becomes an effective message. So as an integrator, right, because that's predominantly our, our audience, they contact Scala and they're like, hey, you know, I've got, you know, 15 restaurants or what right. have you. Walk me through that process because a lot of them are, are just now realizing digital signage actually, which is why Adrian and I are starting to work together more yep. and more because our audience is seeing the need for this. Exactly, I think you're, you're at a really critical point in the AV integrators evolution where they've got to make that jump from a, a traditional integrator uh, of AV components into more of a systems integrator and you're bringing in more elements of IT to that business, you're bringing in more elements of creative to that business. You, you see with the thousands of booths here at the show that uh, the importance of media and the palette that you're using it for is growing and growing and it's, it's less about speeds and feeds and bits and bytes within than what kind of experience are you generating for a customer. And I think in the, in the AV integration world as a whole, and Scala has 500 partners globally, many yeah. of which are traditional block and tackle AV integrators, you're seeing that evolution to say, where I used to uh, build boxes, hang units, service those units, now they're becoming much more full featured and saying, well wait, I can do more consulting, more professional services around this industry, and how does their, their business grow and evolve, how do their margins change, how do they become kind of more integral to that customer experience in that evolution path. What I find this fascinating because you're sitting right next to to Bradford, yep. who's from Harman. Yep. Both of you have retail and 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 solutions, right. different, right? right. Uh, and the one thing I want to I want to pick on you a little bit, Bradford, is um, Harman is this overarching company that you know owns a whole lot of things. It was there. It was it was 
follow me for a second. It was AMX purchase of a programming company and then Harmon's purchase of AMX that actually got you one of your solutions. Yes, but and, the order's a little, it was we purchased, Harmon purchased AMX while they were in the process of purchasing, purchasing SVSI. Yeah. No, no, I'm not oh. talking about SVSI. Oh. I'm talking about the programming house that they, that they bought. Oh yes, yeah. sorry. Um, SVSI is cool, not, <laughs> that's not where I'm going. I got confused. So one of the things that you guys are showing is this, it, it, it's, a, it's a retail space, similar to what, what Chris is saying, but not just the experience part, it's the back end part, yes. right? It's the heat mapping. Yes. That, that, allows, that allows an integrator to help retail store owners say, you know what, nobody's spending time over here, let's change right. it up. Yes. Uh, through our connected services division, we can do those types of things of looking at the analytics of the system, integrating that with our field devices and being able to tell people, well, you're getting people standing here for five minutes and interacting with it versus that corner where you're getting nothing. Uh, and that's, a, that's part of the connected services and overall solution we're able to bring. Because uh, we look at it as it's integrated network solutions. Uh, no longer in this Internet of Things days is it just, let me hang a, hang a display on the wall, let me put a, a playback source here, let me put an amplifier here. Now it's the, we need to create a complete system, a complete experience for the guest, something that uh, helps our customers succeed as well as providing benefits to the end user, such as, like you said, putting in a heat map to say which displays are being interacted with the most. Being able to track when someone's using a touch screen to be able to navigate through and look at products, which ones are they lingering on the most. Now, can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, I mean, yes. did, did you want retailers to come and see that at the show today, or did you just expect your usual partners and integrators to come and see that today? Uh, to be honest, a little bit of both. Uh, part of it is with, and I'll be the first to admit, with how wide and deep the product portfolio is. Sometimes just making people knowledgeable of what's available is important. Uh, because like Tim and I were working on a project together for one of the demos, Tim was nice enough to provide voiceovers for us. And he looked at it and went, you guys can do all of this with all mm -hmm. these pieces of parts? And I was like, yes, I can. And Tim and I have been friends and talking about this stuff for years. But seeing it all together and making people aware of the power of integrated solutions was the key part. We understand this isn't going to be a high, end, a high volume of you know, end retailers coming here and looking at it. But we do know our distributors and our partners and our integrators knowing that there are solutions available for them is the important part. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think one one additional thing to that, many people in the AV industry and even many customers perceive that having a digital experience, that the destination is that visual demonstration. But that visual demonstration is really the enticing point to then collect more data. Yes. And it's that data that is driving the insight, driving additional value back to a brand, to a retailer, and simply that knowledge of the customer, that ability to serve that customer better, and then target within digital signage. I don't think you'll see digital signs in two years, three years, four years, that aren't very smart, very targeted in the way that an Amazon or a Google target you and every type of interaction you might have with those brands. I, I believe that's very much the case. Uh, if you look at some of the technology available today from near field communications yep. to iBeacons to internal locators based off of Wi-Fi, 
you know, I'm not sure if you've ever walked into an Apple store and pressed the I need help button and they can find you anywhere in the store. That's a huge thing. But it also means they can find you anywhere in the right. store and be able to tailor <laughs> all the messages to you. I think a lot of it is people are realizing what technology can do with Google Analytics and some of the research that uh, Daily Do and Adrian puts together. What's the reach? What's the, what's the depth that we're getting to? And now people want to use those metrics more effectively and provide a unique experience to the guest, uh, especially in some areas such as, you know, uh, my example is stadiums and uh, arenas. It's a great experience watching it at home. But if you're able to target the people who are at the stadium, provide them good information, be able to tell them which uh, concession stand has a, has a weight, which one doesn't, which one has what food, and then be able to store that information and start the experience through the entire ecosystem of when you purchase the ticket to when you show up, it's a huge thing for the, for the user and it gives them a reason to get out of the house. It's kind of part of the reason we're seeing the resurgence of cinema, in my opinion, of it's a better experience than what you can get at home. And I think what we're seeing in that market, as it applies to the AV market specifically, <laughs> is how do you transform these experiences from functional to delightful yes. and delight that customer, serve that customer better? Very much agree. One of the things I've always said about shows, and we talked about this in Infocom in Florida two years ago when I made the famous yeah. Chinese thing, which we won't go into. You know, <laughs> I, I think that the show organizers should, uh, I know we have stand awards and um, people look at the best stands but I think I think one year a show organizer needs to needs to get one hall and put the best exhibitors who understand this in context and put it in one hall because if you turn up at a show like ISE and you're a retailer or even a, a naive integrator I'm not saying integrators are naive but, no, but know, there are some so, you know somebody doesn't understand the, yeah. the, the retail thing that they, they focus on the nuts and bolts you walk into this which hall do you go to where do you go to first even if you come to the Scarlet Sound which has got zillions of solutions you know how are you going to find the Scarlet Stand? They're in the middle of a digital signage hall amongst lots of other people. We're looking over there at some LED, and I won't say who it's from. You know, they're playing still images of New York City. They're playing, you know, Toy Story DVDs. They're playing James Bond or Pixar movies. There's no context about what they're, what they're showing. Yeah. And somebody needs to have the, the guts, I think, to, to have a hall which says, these people understand the context of what we're doing, whether it's stadiums, whether it's retail, whether it's hospitality, whether it's wayfinding. I mean, one of the, bizarrely enough, we interviewed on... Uh, a Scarlet show yesterday, uh, the people who put together the wayfinding for the Rye. Mm. It's called Rye Live. Wow. Well, yes. everybody here has used the wayfinding in Rye, in the Rye, but doesn't know that they've used it. We've all figured out, how the hell do I get from Hall 4 to Hall 14? How do I get to Hall 18? And you look at the signs. It's all signage. It's all, um, it's all signage from uh, Scala. It's been in place since 2007. Uh, initially, it was a Philips thing. Then it, it's been upgraded a number of different times in terms of the LCD. But the Rye, obviously, knowing about this show, has spoken to Mike Blackman, looked at the best of breed, yeah. and has done lots of different things to do it. But we use it every day without really knowing the nuts and bolts behind the whole thing. But it's a great example of context, if you like. And there's not enough, there's not enough stands that do that. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised about what you're doing with the heat map stuff and the things. But I could probably list 10 stands in the whole of the show out of 1,200 exhibitors. To understand, to understand that. Understand what they're, you know, what they're doing. All right, guys. Uh, real quickly, as as we wrap up here, um, what Adrian, for, from your, your perspective, um, what is the best thing about ISE? The, well, the best thing about ISE is is finding that nugget, yeah. but that's not a good thing. We've done it the same at CES. <laughs> you know, as we're journalists, we you know we're, we're paid often to you know, to walk the floor and find things, and we walk dozens of halls, in fact, in, in, if you go to CES, you, you walk several convention centers, 
And the thing I like most is finding that nugget. We, a couple of years ago, we found a, weirdly, we found a, like a recycling bin company that was doing really cool stuff. They were in the wrong show, in the wrong hall, and they haven't advertised their presence. Walking around and finding them in the middle of all these Asian manufacturers selling hoverboards at CES was great. I think, bizarrely, it's, it's not a good thing, but the nice thing about ISC is finding that nugget, is when you walk the halls and you think, ah, I've just come across the Harman stand. Wow, they're doing this really great stuff. It shouldn't be like that, but that's the, that's the, that's the joy for me of the ISC. Chris, from your, stand, your, your perspective, um, coming back next year, does that make sense, you know, year after year to keep coming to the ISC? Yeah, it, we're absolutely coming back next year. The, the big trend move that we saw this year is many more end customers at the show. It historically had been principally integrators and, and, and integration companies. Now we're seeing more of a mix, maybe 50-50, to actual end customers, which is great. Uh, and I think that the more the show can do to open up, the venue to uh, the end user, that's going to drive interest. The AV integration community is, is hugely important, but the end customers just aren't very informed. And just an end customer walking around and their head spinning will trigger interest into that AV integrator community and start discussions and opportunities. There's, there's a, I think you mentioned it yesterday, Tim, there's, there's even, you know, it may, it may need a tour. Yeah. Actually, I've seen people walking around doing guided tours of the, of various booths and areas with assistive listening systems and doing the tour in that person's language, explaining everything, and they'll come from booth to booth to booth. It's not a, it's not a, it's not an exhibitor's system. It could be the distributor, could be the technology mm -hmm. partner who's actually organizing that and bringing people through. Right. Yeah. All right, Bradford, from your standpoint, you know, doing this show year after year, uh, makes sense? It makes sense. Uh, one of the big things I think that's important is it gets a lot of the people out in the field to meet with the users. Uh, I'm sure everyone makes that, that thing of, as, as you said, of getting the experience together, making it work, but actually being able to talk with our users, ask them what the pain points are and what we can do to make their life better, such as you know some of the retail experience, making software more interactive is huge. But also, the great thing is it gives us as an exhibitor, a chance to put everything in one place, show how it all works together, and and show the Internet of Things and the the ability to cross pollinate and do things that customers might not have thought of yeah. to show new experiences. Because that's the important thing is we all need to keep evolving, and this this having shows forces us to up what we're doing, which gives people more experiences. All right, sir. Uh, guys, I'm going to let you get out of here and get the next group in. Mr. Bradford, Ben from Harmon, thank you. My pleasure. Thank how you, do, Tim. How do people find you? Uh, you can go to harmon.com, click on Pro, and I write various blogs on there and insight, or you can also go to bradford.ben at harmon.com, or if you want, you can check out the AV Nation website at avnation.tv, click any of the links that send to the webmaster, and when Tim ignores your email, I'll be the one answering it. <laughs> and, and possibly by the time this posts, we might have a new one. Yes. Possibly. 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 If you don't help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, thank you, sir. And thank you thank for you. the use of your boost this week. I appreciate thank it, dude. Uh, how do people find you or Scala? Uh, Chris Regal at Scala.com or C Regal at Stratocash.com. All right, very good. Mr. Adrian, thank you, sir, as always. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for, for letting me hang out with you, you this week. Hosting us. Chris has hosted uh, the yes. morning show, uh, our lunchtime show, an afternoon show, and numerous, numerous interviews. So we've bothered your stand people. Uh, at least half a dozen times And drank an awful lot of your coffee. We've drunk all of your coffee. <laughs> as long as it's coffee and Adrian, we're okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, Thank okay. Much. Thank Good. you. Adrian, how do people find you oh, or Daily do? D-A-I-L-Y-D-O-O-H. Just Google it or Twitter it. We're, we're there. Thank all you. Right, very good. Thank you, guys.
Thank you very much. Cool. All right, uh, we are now joined uh, by uh, three more guests. Uh, first and foremost, one, one half of our hosts, um, Brad Grimes from Infocom. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thanks, I say man. one half because Infocom is, is half owner of, of the ISE show. So We are Infocom and Cedia co-own the show. Uh, we're thrilled with what's been going on so far here on the fourth day. We're get, still getting used to the get wake up on the fourth day and hey, there's another day of show, which is a, actually a great opportunity for everybody. So we're thrilled with how things are going. Yeah. Also with us is uh, Jason from Control 4. Hello. Welcome, sir. Thank you. A bit, there we go. Yeah, What's up, right. um, Also, my buddy uh, Graham Harrison from Biamp. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you very much. Good. I'll start with you, Graham. Um, you, you guys are in uh, in, in Hall uh, 3. Oh, sorry, Hall 2. Oh, we're in Hall uh, 3, I think. Hall 3. What yeah. hall are they in, Amanda? They're all 3. Okay. Sorry, you're on Hall 3. <laughs> so many halls. It's a good thing I edit this thing, you know? <laughs> um, how has traffic been this week? Traffic's been, we felt the first day was a little bit light, but maybe everyone was still on the Crestron stand. Um, <laughs> but the second two days... Crestron is a, is a couple couple stands ahead of you guys. Yeah, so they're yeah. the ones you, the first ones you yeah. hit as you come in. But the, the second two days have been absolutely crazy. They're, they're really, really chaotic traffic. It was great. Is, is it like good chaotic traffic or...? Good chaotic okay. traffic. Good, good chaotic traffic, yes. Um, and we'll see how today is. Um, I think this is the second year with the fourth day. Mm -hmm. Last year, I remember thinking there was more traffic than I expected on the last day. Yeah. We'll see how it is today. We'll see how it is today. All right. Jason, uh, you guys are, are doing some interesting things with, with, with the European market and coming yes. in. Talked with, uh, talked with Paul, um, Paul the other day about it. Um, talk a little bit about coming to this show versus you know the, the U.S. shows and the things that you guys do different in, in the European market. So, yeah, so we've been coming to this show since 2009, and since then, obviously, our footprint has grown. We were originally in Hall 8, and then we moved over to Hall 10, <clears throat> front and center, which has been great. The, um, the traffic on the stand has always been extremely busy. Um, the, the good thing about the IC show is we get to showcase some more European-centric products, um, namely square dimmers and chrome faceplates. I know the Americans uh, were a little bit shocked that the European market was adamant that we wanted chrome faceplates for our, our dimmers. Well, and, and talk about them. Seriously, that's, a, that's not a small thing. No, it's not. Is, the, the, well, both the shape, the squareness, right? Correct. Yeah. In the US, it's more rectangle. Yeah. And then the material. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, they laughed when they said we, we've got the chrome faceplate ready for you. We're like, great. And uh, they thought it was a big joke, but we said, well, it's very difficult to take aesthetic tips from a company that's given us two shades of almond already <laughs> first. So two shades of almond, two shades of biscuit, ivory. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, the European market is slightly different. And that's one great thing about ISE is all our head office contingency come over, CEO, SVP of sales and marketing. And they do get to experience a little bit more of uh, what the European market is and how it differs from the US market. So that's really important for us. And, uh, and yeah, the Chrome Face play has been born out of uh, seven, eight years of coming to this show. So it's been great. And I will say this as someone who has you know small children, it didn't it didn't smudge that much. You know, it was it was very hard to get to find your fingerprint on it. Yeah, yeah. I will say you will have to probably invest in a little bit more window lean than yeah. maybe a plastic faceplate, yeah. but the chrome. One, the but chrome it looks one. slick. It looks yeah, slick yeah. Just just you know to do the eyebrows as you go out the front door. You know, but <laughs> is that why you like chrome? You just, I love it. Right. Yeah, that is exactly the only reason we wanted it. All right, uh, Brad. Actually, coming coming off what Jason said about the European market, um, Infocom is is made 
great inroads over the last few years about getting the CTS certification and getting education over here, and you continue to do so. Um, one of the things we talked with, with Jason McGraw in, in an interview we, we, we did with him was increasing the education offerings at, at this show specifically, but also your trainers come over here throughout the year. Um, you know, uh, um, Marcus uh, Yarbrough and, and, and Chuck Espinosa and, and a lot of those guys find their way, in, not just Amsterdam, but, but in different parts of, of London and different parts of England and all throughout Europe to, to help, you know, further yeah. the education. How do you guys decide, you know, what exactly is, is coming over and, and, and how you, I guess the best way to put this is go to market with education in, in you know, in a European market? Well, I mean, one of the initiatives that uh, Pam Taggart, who heads up all of our uh, development in the European market, uh, started up uh, last year about this time, was partnering more with local companies in different areas of the market. I mean, we have greatly increased our staffing of people in the European market to really be out there and listening to members, interested members, people who need training, want training want to raise the professionalism of the industry in this market, not that it's not a very professional market over in Europe. Um, and so we, we listen to them. We partner with them on educational opportunities. We take training directly to their employees. Um, so yes, Lamarcus and, and Chuck come over here quite a bit. We've also developed great trainers in the European market uh, who uh, who really know the people well and can can speak sort of to the problems that they encounter in, you know, that are unique here. That uh, you know, different than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, and the CTS program, obviously, our certification. So it's a global standard. It's a, it's a great program that we're really trying to promote more in the European market. We're doing testing here at the Rive. Uh, we didn't do it here at the Rive last year, but we we brought it back this year. Uh, we started yesterday. I believe everybody who took a CTS exam yesterday passed. And well, and and you also brought the CTS wall here yeah so no no it's it, not for nothing it, no, that's not, not a nothing. silly thing because I, I absolutely love i don't know who came up with it in infocom but i love the idea of the cts wall because as you are taking the cts test you can walk out that door and assuming you passed write your name on that wall along with the other well it's a little different here we're not signing names on the wall You're not here. Signing the name on no the wall? it's you can still get your your photo taken there yeah, and everything shots, like that but uh, um but it's you know obviously you know, we believe that the CTS is a, is a is a great credential, and we're seeing a lot of uptake of it in the European market. And there are there are pockets of it where it's very strong. We have very many CTS holders in Norway, for instance. We had two gentlemen pass from Lithuania yesterday, and you know what it does is it creates a common vernacular for people like ourselves who put in AV systems and commercial applications, design them, install them. And, and that's, uh, you know, that gives a nice level playing field of professional skills to take out to market. You should bring the wall next year. The, the <laughs> Graham, as we, as we kind of wrap up here, um, this, is, this has become my favorite show, honestly, of, of the year. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it is long. It's four days. Um, but if you, if you, you could sit, you know, uh, you know, Dave Labuskas and Ben Bruno and, and, and Mike Blackman down and said, you know what, can we just do this? What's like one, or, one thing that you would, you would like to make better? That's interesting. Um, well, I love the show, partly because I'm not a big Vegas or Orlando fan, okay. so Amsterdam, better place. Um, I suppose the thing that structurally is, is a little, could be improved, but I don't know how, is this place is a maze. So there's, there's multiple different halls, yes. getting between places, navigating, 
The uh, cellular coverage has been really spotty, so the wayfinding app you can only use a little bit of the time. Finding your way around, I think, is is a challenge. Yeah. But there's a ton of positives here. I much oh, yeah. much prefer this show. We're seeing a lot of our European distributors have their own booths here, so they're bringing their customers from their countries. Uh, it's it's really developing as a show. We really enjoy doing it. So it's it's difficult to think of specific things, but but the the layout of the rye kind of is is that. Uh, it's more confusing than it should be. Although I will point out, it does have a Biamp um, paging system. Well, there you go. See, that's, that's all you need. That's all we need. Yeah. Maybe they should use and, it. And, and, by yeah. by, and by next year, because you guys just released um, or just announced uh, T Lux mm -hmm. uh, for the for the European market. Yep. Not quite shipping. I think they, they, they said uh, first quarter or second quarter. Second quarter, it'll ship. In you know, you can months, you can yeah. you can get them to have you know AVB. Yep. So. Well, they have AVB anyway. What, but yeah. but they have but they have the, the have video, the video part, bit. Yeah. Video part, so. mm -hmm. Uh, Jason, from you guys' yeah. standpoint and your, your perspective, um, you know, you know, maybe you know one or two things that you could you know tweak a little bit. And the only thing I would say about um, what I did to improve this show is to have more places you could buy Stroop waffles. <laughs> um, absolutely, yeah. Plus one. The audience loves that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, 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 I honestly wouldn't get by through the day without my daily intake of Stroop waffles. So any more places. And you actually have you have you guys are in in, in ten. So there is a stand right there. There is, yeah, yeah. Well, Graham doesn't have a stand right outside of his yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah. But we've got the grilled ham stand in yes. hall seven. That's yes. pretty. That's awesome. pretty good. Yeah, you see a lot of people walking on the stand with dial eyes. They've just had a big fix of a you know <laughs> thing that. No, but seriously, on a serious note. Yes. No, I, we. I don't think there's anything we could physically suggest to improve this show because for us we used to have the CD show in London uh, for a few years and, and that kind of uh, petered away because it was actually more convenient for dealers in the north of the UK to get to Amsterdam uh, and, and have all this going on rather than a selection of UK centric products to uh, to see so it's great for us because obviously we went direct in Germany last year so all the German uh, market is, is, is kicking off right now so um, we've got a lot of interest coming through there it's obviously the only, next door as a country um, so we've got a lot of traffic coming through there, and we have 35 plus distributors throughout Europe. So they all converge on here, converge on here. Sorry, uh, and obviously all the UK dealers are coming here as well. So um, from our point of view, we're front and centre in Hall 10. It's a great place for everybody to come and see what we've got going on. Right. Uh, Brad, this is a, it's a question. It's actually a quest of mine for this next year. And, yeah. um, I'm not. I have fallen in love with this, with this, the show, and with this town, and. You and I both know integrators from the states that are here at this show this year um, and last year. Um, ABI SPL is obviously one of them because they have a stand and they have a market here. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm running into more and more integrators that don't necessarily have business here, but they want to see the hundred plus new releases. You know. mm -hmm. um, how do we encourage, or how do you, you know, convince maybe, um, you know, the the, the U.S. market to, to pay attention to this show if, if they're not. Well, and they do. I mean, uh, like you said, there are quite a few over here. Um, but, you know, we obviously, Infocom is a co-owner of this show, operating shows in North America, operating shows around the world. We sort of look at it holistically. It's a it's a okay. huge market, and that's what Infocom is, you know, dedicated to, you know, being a catalyst for the market around the world. I mean, 85% of the attendees at the North American show, whether it's Orlando or Las Vegas, are not here. 70% yeah. of the exhibitors at those North American shows are not here. Um, you know, they're going to have a record crowd here to 
you know this these four days which is fantastic uh, we do not have a number yet. I have not heard the official number, but I know that the pre-regs were, were off the charts. So they're going to have a, a lot of people here, which is outstanding. And a third of the people who are here these 40s have never been here before. So all of this to us is just a, a sign of a giant market uh, for, this, for what this industry does around the world. Um, so it's like it's like one. I don't want to say it's like one big show, but when you think of you know the people who don't come here but come there and don't come there, but come, it's it's it really like just one this big one show. big market, yeah. and there are multiple opportunities to see new technology. And really, I would encourage people to go to as many of the shows <laughs> as budget will allow yeah. around the world. Uh, and we do hear that from time to time. I mean, there are people who go to you know I saw this in China and I saw this in Brazil, um, and that happens. And it's really because you know all of AV is this global phenomenon right now where this. I've said it a million times, but this is like the hottest place to be right now. This is what the public demands. They see it everywhere. Uh, enterprise decision makers now, it's now trickling up into their companies. It's part of their technology strategies. You know, AV is, is the hot thing, and, and a show like this just demonstrates that. All right, very good. Uh, Graham, how do people uh, find you or, or find Biamp? <laughs> Literally, okay. they, they, they look in the catalog in the and they go to our booth. But, yes. no, no, we've had a great response. Um, as you mentioned, we're showing Tessera Lux, our video platform for the first time in Europe, which is really explaining to people some of the background to our decision to adopt AVB all mm. those years ago. On the other side, we have a brand new product release with uh, Tessera Forte with Dante specifically tailored to interface with the Shure MXA beamforming microphones. Mm. Uh, and Shure are only a couple of booths away from us, so that's good. We're, we're each showing each other's products. Yeah. So we have a number of exciting new releases, and they seem to have been really, really well accepted. Good, good. If, if, if somebody's not at the show, because by the time we, we post it, they won't, then the show will be over. How do people connect with, with Biamp? Biamp.com. Biamp.com. All right. Thank you so much. Jason, thank you, sir, from Control 4. Thank you for inviting me. How do people uh, get a hold of you or, or Control 4? They will find us at control4.com or you will find me specifically around the street waffle um, wagon <laughs> just outside Hall 10. You know there are support groups for guys like I, you. Well, I've heard. and I, I, need to, I need to connect with one today. <laughs> right. Hopefully this is one later. Uh, and last but not least, Mr. Grimes, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. It's Absolutely. always great to be on here with you. How do people uh, get a hold of you or get a hold of us? Well, obviously, uh, visit us at infocom.org. Um, and since we are recording this on the fourth day of ISC, it's time to start pivoting to what we'll do in North America next year. That that registration is open. So if anybody wants to go and start thinking about how they're going to cross over to Orlando in June, it's uh, infocomshow.org. Yep. And I tweet it, uh, B Grimes DC. I, I think that's it. Yeah, Does yeah. that sound right? That sounds right to me. Uh, mostly you, you, I retweet you. Change you changed a couple things. A couple, yeah, yeah, uh, mostly I just retweet AB Nation. Right well, there. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do appreciate it. And yeah, actually, uh, by the time this posts, and I, I actually got a super secret like pre-registration this morning in my email. So by the time this posts, registration for the for the June show will be open. The button is there. It's, it's, is we're there. ready to go. We're, we're, we're going to be all you know full steam ahead for the June show. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks. All right, uh, here we go to wrap up the uh, the uh, final uh, segment of I ISE 2017 AV Week. Uh, we have Daniel, first and foremost, from, uh, from HD Base D. Good morning. Thanks for inviting us here. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. Uh, Mark Tracy from uh, from Middle Atlantic by La Grande. Yep. All right. well, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And my buddy, uh, Justin Kennington from SDVOE. The pleasure's all mine, Tim. Yes, I know it is. <laughs> you just got to, yeah, I know. Uh, you're just smirking for some How was reason. dinner? 
Uh, dinner was awesome. Fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. It was groovy. That's good to hear. Yeah, it was awesome. Good. How's your foot? It's great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Tell us later exactly what happened. Um, you know what? You pan the camera okay. down there and look at it. <laughs> so uh, you, I've gone through through two segments now, and nobody's asked about the foot, so I'll go ahead and anchor with this. I broke my foot two days after Christmas. Um, walking carelessly, let's just put it that way, in, in the early morning, going for a second cup of coffee. Makes sense. Yes. Sounds painful. And they said, yeah, you're going to have that boot on for three months. And I said, well, I can't. I've got a trade show to go to. And they said, well, too bad. Uh, I said, okay, then four months. Then four months. Um, and, uh, yeah, there you go. So. Have you moved the, the coffee pot nearer to the bed yet? Yes, absolutely. So. For those of you who can't see on camera, it's a big, giant boot with lots of straps and yeah. looks like plastic or metal. Or plastic uh, looks, and metal. Yeah, it looks but, yeah. very uh, protective. It's awesome. Is that carbotanium? It's something. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, Justin, for, some, for, for you, um, last year you came and you were uh, part of the um, Aptivision booth. The Aptivision booth, um, this year you were part of SDVOE. That's right. So talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and, and some of the things that you're, you're trying to accomplish with a, a brand new alliance and, and some of the new uh, founding members of it. Sure. So I, I still work for Aptivision, uh, but I look better in blue than in orange. Uh, so that caused me last year to think, what, what can we do at an industry level to get me a better colored sweater? Uh, and that's, that's really how we started. That's the only reason um, So Aptivision, as, as I hope you know, are a, a chipset manufacturer yes. that provide you know, a core technology to the industry, to manufacturers. And that makes a challenge at trade shows, right? Because there's, I'm hearing now, 70,000 people in the room. Um, and realistically, we're interested in really talking to 100, 150 of them, you know, manufacturers who buy chips and build boxes. Um, meanwhile, uh, now we've formed this SDVOE alliance, and the purpose of the alliance is much bigger and broader. It's to address the whole community of integrators, designers, programmers, and manufacturers um, so we can get our message out, which is that uh, you don't have to make compromises to move AV over IP, and we don't have to live in a world uh, where our applications are constrained by hardware and infrastructure, and okay. instead we can use software and distributed processing uh, to create our applications. Okay, so you said something there. You're, you're really looking for 100 to 150 people out of 70,000. So why do you come to the show? Well, I mean, you know, you have to have your name out there. I have to meet, find those 150 and, and meet with them. But that's why, like I said, the alliance is now about we want to talk to all 70,000. Uh, that's, okay. that's why. And that, that's why you come. That's why the SDVOE alliance is here now instead of Aptivision, a founding member of the alliance. Yeah. Okay. Mark, uh, you guys have a, a, you know, a booth there in, in Hall 1. Um, a grand, not a small company, not, a, not, not an unfamiliar player in these waters. Um, how has your, your traffic been, and, and, and who, what kind of conversations have you had this week? Yeah, so thanks for mentioning Legrand. Um, Legrand's much better known over here than in the States. Yeah. Um, and so we, we bring a Legrand booth that has a number of brands, Middle Atlantic, Vantage, Nouveau, and our Elliott um, IoT initiative is in, is in that stand as well. Additionally, we have uh, QMotion and Luxel. So we've got a pretty good contingency and here. And you guys, uh, it was, QMotion has their own separate They little, have their own stand, yeah, yeah and Luxel is, is yeah. separate as well. Yeah. So. Um, Middle Atlantic's been in the market for a long time over here, and, and kind of as in the U.S., a lot of folks know us as, as a rack manufacturers, but we're really about equipment mounting um, and making sure the equipment's mounted in ways that it can be reliable, it's easy to install, so we consider 
best practices like power and uh, signal uh, management, cable management, cooling, you know, signal assurance, those kinds of things. So I, I was pleased to hear you talk about all the black boxes because what we're doing here at this show, if you've seen a lot of trends of AV systems becoming a little more decentralized, uh, there's not the same big rack in a conference room that there used to be. Um, now it's in the ceiling or the equipment's in the floor or it's behind a display. Uh, so we've, we've uh, made a bunch of new small device mounting products to help integrators do their jobs. All right. Daniel, you guys are doing some some new things as well. Uh, HD Base D, if you're, not, if you're not familiar at this point, uh, what have you guys been around? Ten years now. Uh, the alliance was founded in 2010, 2010. so uh, just over six years. Six years. Uh, we currently boast uh, more than 180 members, growing uh, literally week by week, uh, and we have some very new, uh, exciting additions uh, to the offering that we're showing down at the booth this year. Uh, first of all, and uh, Justin mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh, we see obviously a trend uh, to, to some movement to uh, AV over IP, uh, and the Alliance has just launched a working group for the HD based T over IP spec. Uh, the spec draft should be ready by Infocom later this year, uh, and that allows us to, to take uh, all of the benefits of HD based T, uh, but now put it through standard Ethernet switches uh, with uh, any, any choice of switches you want from 10G through 5G, 2.5G, and even down to 1G. Um, so that's very exciting, we have a demo showing the concept, as I said the spec working group has just kicked off uh, and uh, obviously our contributor members are welcome to help us uh, push that forward, write that uh, to the best possible standard that can be. Uh, in addition, uh, we're showing uh, not only ourselves but some of our member companies even already have products um, using uh, visually lossless compression uh, to get uh, 4K6444 which currently is double the existing HDBase-T link bandwidth, so we can now do a very light compression, two to one, three to one, using Lattice chipset, and we can push that out over an existing uh, uh, HDBase-T link. Uh, so very exciting developments. So we've had a lot of traffic, a lot of interest in them, uh, and also in the booth, because it is an alliance, so some of our members are also showcasing their products there. Uh, so a, a lot of traffic in general for all of us, and, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. The voice has gone pretty much now, so, uh, you know, fourth day maybe a little bit unnecessary. I'm thinking. Well, let me ask you about that. And I say I'll ask all four, all three of you guys this. This is the second year of, of the fourth day, right? So all three of you have, have shown the last two years. Is the fourth day a success? Uh, we'll have to see. We've only just started it. Okay. I, I, I'm suspecting. Well, last year, yeah, I'm suspecting possibly not. Uh, first day started off nicely. Uh, the second day and yesterday were absolutely crazy uh, and, and super busy. Um, I've got a suspicion. I've got a hunch that today's going to be fairly quiet. But uh, you never know. Hopefully, we'll be surprised. Um, well, I'd like to hear what my colleagues are yeah. thinking. Yeah. So, so f I agree. The first three days were great. Great traffic. Really good. Um, uh, conversations with folks. Fourth day is always typically lighter in a four-day show, but for us, we seem to always get those few folks in that, that really make a difference and really count. And you're glad that you had a chance to see them. So uh, <laughs> works it's for worth us. waiting around yeah. for that it's last day. It always seems to be. Yeah, you know, some... it's always lighter, but then you get some real quality time, and we find a few folks will wait around. You've seen them one of the first three days, and then they'll come back on the fourth day to really spend some time and dig in and 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 understand. Well, that, and that's rather... part of it too, right? I mean, that, that both the both the CDA and the Infocom shows in the states are only three days. That's right. Right. So I'm thinking that maybe the phenomenon is is the same, only there it's it's the first two days it's it's hectic and crazy, and that last day is a little more relaxed, right. and you do get those people that come back that want to have those longer conversations. Yeah, it's the same dynamic, just yeah. in three days. So I don't know whether it matters if it's three days or four days, but you're right. Oh, let's make it a dynamic. week. Yeah. No, 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 no. Double it. <laughs> Double it. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, 
the, the fourth day is probably going to be quiet, like we said. You do get the, the people who come and really want to dig in. Um, I think what's more important is that the, the training be spread out uh, over as many days as it needs, even if it is longer than the show, which I think it is in, in most of these shows' cases uh, that we're talking about. I know that we've had uh, exceptionally well-attended trainings. Uh, we launched our first uh, SDVOE training Wednesday afternoon with, with 120 registration slots with 145 people registered and then had 200 people show up for those slots. So we had, you know, packed out through the hall. Uh, so making sure that we have enough days and hours and time uh, to spread those trainings out. Um, right now, actually, I, I stepped away briefly because I have professionals in charge. Uh, we're giving our first Infocom-sponsored masterclass. So there's a three-hour nice. hands-on session. And when I left, there were, there were 30 people in that room who are, you know, Infocom track. These people paid money to be there. Uh, and are very interested in this. So making sure that everybody gets enough time to get in their trainings while also getting to see the show. I think that's that's how we need to focus it, whether that means three or four days of show uh, or extra days of only training. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that, Will. So we, we take advantages of these shows really to, to, to push a very, uh, a very heavy training program. Uh, you know, you've got exactly the right people that you want to get that message across to and you need to get that message across to walking around the show floor. So from that point of view, I agree with Justin. Uh, you know, probably the more days, the merrier in terms of, in terms of getting the message out there. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, guys. Uh, any 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 ways maybe to to make it uh, tweak it and make it a little bit better? I think maybe if we start, it, maybe leave it four days, but the show goes from like eleven to two thirty. <laughs> so you think shorten the the hours? What would you? Never mind. This is. <laughs> And the this training is, goes from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. This is not for the industry's benefit, but for my own personal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I admit that. You should push that agenda. That's yeah, okay. That. But I think we're all on board here. <laughs> I'll sign up. All right, Mark. Same thing. Same question. You how you you know tweak it or adjust it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that uh, the industry does a, a great job of participating and engaging. I think ISE does a good job of. of you know, there's so much content to be digested here, whether it's training, whether it's the booths, whether it's the activities. Um, I don't know what the right answer is, but any way that, that they can help the attendees plan better or try to figure out what they're going to do, um, and, and that's up to the attendees as well, because many attendees will just come to the show and go, okay, I'm going to walk around with no plan, and that obviously doesn't work because you can't do that in four days. Yeah. So I would think that you know that anything they can do to ISE can do to help that some focus on how to help people prioritize. Correct, correct, and it's up to us as well as exhibitors yeah. to make sure we're reaching out to the folks that we want to come to the training. We've got better ways for them to do their business and and uh, and help them navigate through as best we can. Well, I wouldn't mind some slightly warmer weather, but I don't think any of us have any control over that. No. But uh, but I would agree. I would agree with what's been said here. It's uh, it's a huge show. Every year we come back and we're surprised that it just seems to get bigger and bigger. Uh, and it is very difficult to navigate yourself around here, uh, even though some of the halls are specifically, specifically for certain applications. Uh, it's very, very difficult to specifically find what you're looking for. So maybe there is a need for some smart app that you can kind of maybe put in your area of interest and it starts to suggest routes for you. Uh, something along those lines to make sure that the people who really want to get specific information are able to do that in the easiest way. You know, I, I've walked around a little bit, haven't had that much time like I said we've been very busy uh, and I and I just get lost kind of the moment I step five meters away from the Alliance booth so um, so I think we need some sort of uh, uh, approach some way of solving that issue of getting the people to where they need to be yeah that's a great idea I, I agree with you that the um, uh, pavilions or the you know specified places are great um, sounds like uh, ISE could invest in an AR app of some sort and that would help or, or you and I will take this offline and we'll set up a little yeah, start <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I, we get a royalty of that. Later. <laughs> um, all right, guys, thank you so much. Daniel, how do, how do people find you or HDBST? Uh, HDBST.org. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're around everywhere, so look us up. All right, very good. Mark, thank you so much. Yeah, MillAtlantic.com, of course, over in the 1M2 stand, in the Legrand stand. All right. Justin, last word here, sir. SDVOE.org, where you can sign up for our new webinar series starting March the 8th. You can find out about the member manufacturers that are shipping over 35 SDVOE products today. Um, and find us on Twitter at SDVOE. All right, very good. My name is Tim Albright. Uh, for more information about us, you can go to our website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Also, uh, I'll put a link at the bottom of the page, but don't forget to check out all the videos that we've shot here at ISE 2017 for uh, my buddy Michael Drainer and everybody that's made this week so great. Thank you so very much. Again, avnation.tv. It's all the time we have for AV Week.